Blog Talk Radio.
in, in, its, in its more primitive form to try to uh, uh, basically subconsciously uh, uh, get women to want, you know, to have sex with him. Um, and he had some success with that. Then, of course, uh, late much later came David D'Angelo. Um, his his uh, Double Your Dating uh, book is pretty damn good. But I think High Status Male is probably by Mike, I think his name is Polinsky, is probably one of the better, the, the best uh, books out there in terms of trying to explain what's really going on uh, and what women are really looking for because, <clears throat> you know, you 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 from you look at movies, you look at TV, and uh, you look at who's supposedly hot and who's not hot, and you would think that it it just has something to do with their looks, and uh, the guy has to be chiseled and look like a Ken doll, and then all the girls will love him. But it's like that you know guys that do look like Ken dolls, they they have a certain advantage, but girls are <laughs> they also love rejecting Ken dolls, you know, so. Ken dolls have become sort of like a target for them on some level too, especially with the rebellion against Barbie, which has occurred in many, um, you know, women's circles. So um, we, while we're waiting for Vanessa Lobo to call in, and because she's she has actually access right now to the manual, I'm in my car, and the show is sort of flying by the seat of its pants, and. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. Here she is. She's, I'm going to bring her up on the air before my computer dies here. Hello. Hi. Okay, here you are. Great. Now, my computer is just about to um, lose consciousness, but um, I'm, so I'm operating the switchboard here just to get you on. So try not to hang up, because if you do hang up, we'll just have to end the show, because, or at least, you know, I'll have to talk by myself. But um, as, of, as of now, it looks like the computer is uh, just about to... I'm in my car, and I don't have, obviously, a plug for my car. So we're, uh, so how are you, Vanessa? Fabulous. Doing lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Well, I just wanted to uh, make sure that uh, you are ready and you're strapped in for another thrilling ride. And I'm strapped on, too. Oh, you got the strap on going? That's great. I do. I'm so ready right now. That's great news. And um, also I wanted to know, um, have you had any, um, you know, attempts? Have I had sex lately? Yes. Uh, On you? I had sex on me? No, I'm asking, not have you had sex lately. I'm asking, have you had anybody trying to seduce you, like from a stranger, or um, have you? <laughs> yes, actually. That's so funny. No, I did. I have um, two times in this past week, which was weird. For some reason, I guess I seemed approachable, which I normally don't. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. But I think it's because so, my hair is back in a ponytail, sort of. So what, 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 uh, what happened? Um, well, one was, like, a ridiculously old Hasidic Jew with, like, the hat and the curls and the beard and everything. And, I mean, for, like, five stops on the train, he's just, like, staring at me. And, I mean, not just, like, oh, I'm dazed and I'm thinking about something staring at me, but, like, staring at me and trying to, like, totally undress me and figure out what color thong I'm wearing. Like, it was kind of freaky and... 
I felt like stuck looking down at the ground because I didn't want to like move my eyes to get any eye contact because I just didn't want, you know, anyone to come over and, and start speaking to me uh, in Yiddish or something. But yeah, that was kind of really? odd. Are you serious? About what? That I, I don't want someone to talk to me in Yiddish? I don't know Yiddish. No, no, but that this um, really but happened? Yeah, wait, I'm lying for the show. It happened. I was on the A train, actually. I was on the A train, yeah. So, go figure. Okay, but I mean, this guy had no success. What? It was on the F train, what? This guy had no success, though, obviously. I mean, he was... uh... He had to stare down. First of all, you're you're Hasidic. Like, out of, like, some me having some, like religious uh, naivete, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, don't you not talk to females? Like, isn't that your thing? Whereas, <laughs> I, you know, it just wouldn't have, even if he did come up to me and say something to me, I probably would have just blasted my iPod. So. Yeah, yeah. And so so that's one. So what's the other one? The other one was um, uh, some guy, I... I don't know the nationality or the religion, so I guess I can't use that as an excuse. But um, I I don't really know. I was just like on the train. My iPod wasn't working, so unfortunately I had no barrier. And out of the blue, he like comes up to me and he's just like, you know, you're extremely beautiful. And I couldn't like get off this train without telling you that. I was flattered, but uh, I just took it as that and I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And... You know. Like thanks, loser. <laughs> I just said thank you, and that was the end of it. And I mean, he would constantly keep like glancing at me, but um, eventually I got off the train. So, so those those are the two times this week, which is a record for me, I think. Well, looks like get hit from, on. from the point of view of the actual guys trying those moves, they were um, epic fails. Yes. But but rejection's a good thing, right? Like I, I gave them some balls. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. I... Yeah, I mean that's great. I mean I'm glad that you uh you know, at least, you know, were able to take part in their education because as I've said in the last uh, uh podcast, like all rejection is just a matter of learning, calibrating, you know, and you know, you need to learn through failure. So without further ado, why don't we learn some of the successful principles that uh, not only conquered many people you know, but um, well, you know, with with the help of with me and you and your <laughs> anyway, forget. What? It. No, say it. What? I was just gonna say that this will conquer many many women. You know, like these principles, and uh, and for a good cause too, because I know you guys are good guys, and evil guys don't uh, listen to this stuff. So let's move on. So wh- wh- what, is, what is it that we're, we're, we're picking up with Manual 13 where we left off? Uh, and so why don't you read what you see there um, right there on the screen, please. I have like a teleprompter failure like, uh, like Obama recently. Yeah, that was bad, man, especially because they've been giving him shit about it. Looks like I think somebody somebody fucked with him. Somebody's not right in his uh cabinet. He's got a he's got a traitor in there fucking with his uh teleprompter. Not like every president didn't use one, you know. 
No, I know, right? <laughs> the whole point is to use it without people thinking that you're reading. It's like lip syncing, you know. You have to like do it so people think that you're singing, you know. That's right. the, but, but um, I mean, after a while, like yeah, it's like you're like a spokesmodel. That's it. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> this is true. Um, all right, so <clears throat> don't be attached to any particular outcome. Just approach that hottie and try something. Every hot woman you see has been placed by Providence to aid your training. She's a free class, so take it, listen, and learn. If things don't go well, you'll probably never see her again. So you've got nothing to lose. Rejection is a gift that gives you balls. There you go. See, that's uh, we were just talking about that. Like, you, you, you have a free school waiting for you, and nobody wants to take the school. Nobody likes to go to school. Nobody <laughs> likes the teacher to tell them, oh, this is wrong, and you have to learn this, this right way. No, but you have a girl here. She's by herself. She's hot, and you're not going to go to school. You're going to play hooky from school, and guess what? You're never going to get laid. Uh, so, congratulations. <laughs> what? That's a great analogy. It's very much, that's what it is. And so, I mean, if, if you if you can take the rejection, which after a few, it becomes pretty easy. It's like cold water, you know. You start to become like one of those uh, guys in the polar bear club that can swim in the ice cold water. Um, you start to see that it, it's not personal, you know. A lot of people take very personally these rejections, like they've been rejected to their core. It's not personal, dude. It's the initial, um, uh, the girl, is that's her first response, you know, to any kind of strange, like, behavior that she seems as sort of off. She's going she's gonna to give you a cold kind of stare, you know, or, right. turn up her, or turn up her iPod as you, as you did, or say, thank you, and then keep walking really fast and, like, tell the police when she sees the police, you know. So the whole point is is that, you know, like, I was, I, was I was telling the story of when I was, uh, uh, you know, like, I met this girl, and she's like, well, I already have a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, well, your boyfriend doesn't let you hang out with other guys. You know, like, I just want to be your friend. Right, and, of yeah, like, uh, no, but the, I don't know, I don't really remember why I brought that story up. But anyway, like, that, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, the rejection basically comes, uh, I, you know, I totally lost my train of thought, but forget it. Let's move on. I think you need, like, some type of ginseng. You've got, like, an issue. You <laughs> like, no focus. Sometimes I lose my... Sometimes I lose my train, but go ahead. Um, go to a place where there are a lot of women and put yourself in a location that is in their way. For example, a bar where everyone is coming up and ordering drinks. That's it. Okay. Um, for example, like uh, when you're in a bar and there's like a place where people are going up and ordering drinks, like girls have to like kind of get by you to order a drink like that you they're right there you know so you can talk to them you can say something to them and you can try out different lines or whatever uh, like the the thing about bars is like it's kind of like if you if they like you if they think you're cool like it's an instantaneous thing so they'll talk back to you if not they'll give you like a weird look and like if you're getting a lot of weird looks 
you know, something's wrong. You know? <laughs> what? If you're getting a lot of weird looks, you should probably go to another bar. Yeah. I mean, I guess so, because, uh, I mean, what, what, how do you, what's your uh, demeanor in a bar? I mean, like, how do you receive guys? Like, if you see a guy that's cute, like, and he talks to you, you'll talk to him, right? Um, yeah, probably. Right. And if you don't like him, what's your, what, what, what is your reaction? I, um, I you ignore it. You, and you I go find my girlfriend. <laughs> I see. You start dancing all lesbian with your girlfriends, right? Yes, I, I, yes. <laughs> and I know you too well. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, I guess that's really not a good strategy on our part because that's probably just more of a turn on. Right, right. Oh, I remember the story. I remember the story that I was telling. Like when I, so the guy, so I'm like, yeah, I only want to be friends, you know. And the girl's like, um, I don't need any more guy friends. You know, uh-huh. like so that's what she said. That, that was kind of a, that was kind of a rejection. You know, it was kind of harsh. It's like, Fabulous. Who is that girl? She's amazing. I love that line. <laughs> great comeback. Like you thought you were being clever, didn't you? And she like just yeah. smacked you all over the place. Yeah, she, he's like, she's like, I got a lot of guy friends. I'm like, oh, like they're all the same, right? I mean, you just grouping us all into like guy friends. You know, come on. Anyway, but uh, it just shows you how that that whole method was was a failure, and I and you know the, the whole method of saying, "Oh, you have a boyfriend? Oh, I don't care," because it's like once they tell you that they have a boyfriend, it's like it's over, dude. Like don't don't try to be like, "Oh, well," but at the same time, you know, like on the other hand, um, sometimes they do have a boyfriend, and they don't think that that boyfriend is even. Um, it, you know, like that boyfriend is not really a centrally located boyfriend, you know? So that boyfriend is somebody that they identify as their boyfriend but is not really, you know, servicing them, you know? Well, you know, the fact that she says she had a boyfriend, meaning that she really is not that interested in you, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you've heard Logan's song, she's got a man but he don't care, he's sick of that shorty, so I'll be there, you know, that sort of captures the idea. Like, he's sick of her. There's guys that are going out with really hot girls, but they're just sick of them. And it's just, it's a shame, because they go to waste, you know? And uh, they start to feel it. They start to feel neglected. They start to feel like, maybe, you know, they their boyfriend is not turned on by them. You know what and, the thing is? Like, that that works when you know that she's got a boyfriend, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know the girl, or you know, you're, she's your coworker, you know, a friend. But it doesn't work in the context that, like, if the girl you don't know who you're approaching at a bar or on the train or whatever says, I have a boyfriend, take it to mean, I don't want to talk to you. It's not like, I've got a boyfriend, but he may be treating me badly, so talk to me. You know I agree. I mean? I mean, because they're going to, then the whole point of it is, is that they're going to tell you that they don't have a boyfriend. If they don't, like, if they don't, if they want to meet you, they're they're not going to tell you about their boyfriend. Either they won't mention him, or you know, right. they won't just they won't just like I noticed too. Like uh, Kip, you know, uh, who I you know uh, I know there's another podcast on this network. Logan and Kip have discussions, but Kip, um, <laughs> she, he anytime like he would start talking to a girl like more than like more than five minutes, like he would instantly start getting like 
major references to the boyfriend, you know, and like you kind of make fun of it. What? That's so sad. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's just kind of like he would be like, "Yeah, my my boyfriend," you know, just like so. After a while, like it became pretty clear, like that she was trying to communicate that she's in a very serious relationship. That you know, and and women, you know, they all they all have this weird lingo, like they don't want to say what's going on, which is really that they're having that they're fucking, you know. So I remember, like, I had this ex, and she was like telling me about this guy she's with, and she's like, "We're definitely involved," and I was like, "Oh, does he does he involve on your face?" Does he evolve, like... Oh, you're so gross. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just like these terms, you know, it's like, well, we're definitely involved. Like, what the well, hell does that mean? More than just saying, yeah, we fuck. I mean, like, I could fuck a lot of people, but, like, I'm only fucking him, you know what I'm saying? So we're involved. I'm involved with him. Like, it's better than being like, oh, well, yeah, you know, we're having sex, like... It just comes out so slutty. So, you know, like, the guy would then be like, oh, well, then have sex with me, too, you know, like, if it's just sex. So by saying involved, it makes it sound more solid, like, more, so, I don't know. Yeah, that was, like, Dan, um, Dan's girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, like, um, uh, what was I going to say about her? Oh, yeah, she she kept, like, she, you know, she they kind of moved away from college. They One lived in one area, I think, in, like, Nebraska, and one was living in New York. Dan was living in New York. And so he was, he was, she kept referring to this guy, like, by different descriptions. And, like, but it, before he knew it, like, she was, she just kept bringing up the name and the, the reference to this guy. And he would be like, well, you mean that guy who's also the guitar player or whatever? And she'd be like, yeah. And so, like, at the end of the conversation, you know, when a girl brings up a guy more than, like, three times in a conversation, somebody's going to get fucked, you know? <laughs> and that's, like, that was our joke. It's just, like, I just kept thinking, he, Dan said to me, he's like, I just kept thinking to myself, somebody's going to get fucked. And it was that guy that she kept mentioning, you know what I'm saying? So, like, whenever a girl starts, like, dropping some reference to the same dude over and over again, She's on. He's on the brain, you know. Just hmm. girls have these subtle kind of telegraphs of like whether or not. But that's that's later in the relationship. That's usually after you're getting dumped, or you've you've been dumped, and uh, and and they're just trying to tell you like. I remember one girl said to me like after she dumped me, and I was like, well, you know, maybe we can work it out. She's like, I have other interests. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> if I knew it was that kind of body, I'd put my dick in the mat, you know, but... Uh, I don't even think I could say that, man. I'd probably be like, no, no, I don't think we can work it out, but I have other interests. I mean, wow, that's, that's like, hard. <laughs> she was very clear. She was like, I have other interests. I was like, oh, Christ, here we go. I was like, no, you only think you do. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, I, I was, I was, for all you out there, like, all these, all this wisdom came at an incredible, incredible price of pain and anguish. So uh, don't take it lightly. Anyway, let's move on. Um, um, one second, computer. Okay. 
Stop interviewing women. Stop asking boring questions that you and her don't care about. Stop asking. Stop acting like a super nice guy entertaining your boss. Have fun with her. Make jokes, tease her, slap her leg. If she says it hurts, say, oh, poor baby, do you want me to kiss it and make it better? Otherwise, you'll give her the creep. Yeah, so basically, if you're not a cool, playful guy who doesn't give a fuck, then you're a psycho. I mean, there's there's basically, like, two alternatives for a girl, like, when in the initial meeting. And and in and subsequent meetings that like when you first getting to know a girl, like she's gonna she's gonna see basically weed you out and if she has and there's any kind of psychoness in you and the way to show that not to creep her out, the way to show her that you're a cool guy is to like be a little bit obnoxious because creepy guys are not obnoxious. You know what I'm saying? Creepy is like, hey, so like I'm really, I'm really excited about your, like what you do as a job, and I want you to tell me all about it. You know, it's just like, fuck you, dude, you're crazy, you know. But like, if the guy's just like making fun of you for having the job or whatever, or just you know, calling you names and stuff like that, you kind of just get the sense that they're at ease and you you feel comfortable, you know. And so basically, that's you know, that's the idea. It's just. Most guys, they go into, like, this first date with a girl that they're really interested in as though they're, like, at dinner with their goddamn boss, you know? Right. So, like, I like, it's like, I've, uh, I graduated from McCullough you know? Like, I, you know, all this bullshit that people try to um, impress their boss with. Basically, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're reading your resume to your date, right? Um... I mean, that's what guys do to some extent. They they just like to brag, and they they'll they'll just try to either they'll brag about themselves on a date, you know, in a very kind of after a while it gets so annoying, right? I mean, haven't you had a guy just like brag about himself all night long? Um, I don't. I've had a guy not necessarily brag about himself, but it was like super vain. I guess it was bragging about himself. I mean, like he'd be like, oh well. I got these shirts, all my shirts are tailored in London, and, you know, like, go on and on, like, stuff like that, and it was just kind of like, are you serious? He gets his shirts, wait, this guy gets his shirts tailored in London? Yeah, yeah, he has, like, you know, I mean, whatever, it was just like, and I don't what know. Are you supposed to, I guess, really like, because I don't, I don't care, like, you know, it's just like, okay, what? Wow. Yeah, I know. It was quite ridiculous, you know. I swear to God, we had, like, or he had with me an entire conversation about his shirts and, like, how they're cut in a certain way, and it was just pretty Oh, what a loser. Yeah, see, that's what what I'm saying, like, this boring crap. Or, you know, or you get the guy who wants to interview you. It's like, so how'd you like it in, uh, you know, how'd you like it in uh, in Europe? You know, did you... I guess that's what I'm supposed to say. Like, you're on a date... And I disagree with you about dates. Dates are important because I really do think that the concept of, like, courting and that sort of thing has, like, totally been lost. And I do think that it adds mystery to a certain extent. And, I mean, like, I think that that's important. What? Yeah, but now, but see, but that's, that's, the thing about it is, is if it's, like, if it's too much like just an average everyday courting, girl, like, girls just, 
They're bored with that shit. No, no, but you can't be, like, corny and be like, oh, let's do dinner and a movie. Like, you've got to come up with some, like, really interesting, fun things to, like, Right, but that's why in the initial meetings, look, let's listen. Just listen to the master Mike Trotian, okay? I I understand the impetus to be traditional, and I understand if you're an old-fashioned guy. No, 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 it's not all about tradition. You've got to, like have tradition with the modern twist. I mean, like, for example, we don't go to dinner in a movie because, you know, I could do that with my girlfriends. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't know, find some, like, really funky bar. I mean, you know, we're talking about New York City here, and I don't really know about other states and, and cities, but there's got to be, like, bars that are known for, like, crazy things. Like, for example, like, burlesque dancing. I'm sorry. Like, if some guy I, like, was, like, into or whatever was like, yeah, I'm going to take you to dinner or whatever, and you take me to a burlesque show and dinner, I'm, that's, like, amazing. Then you have so much to talk and laugh about, because then you can laugh about not... Oh, shit. Oh, no, I'm here. It said I'm off the queue. But you can you can hear me, and I can hear you, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. No, you know what I mean? Like, now you're in a position with the girl that you don't have to make fun of the girl, and, and, like, hope that she takes it lightly and, and laughs about it. You can make fun of the girl that's on stage. You know, you both can. And you both can have a joint laugh and a joint joke about something that's not personal. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Yeah, but, but I understand that. And, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, I think that, that you will have to go on dates eventually. My, my, whole, my whole point in saying that don't worry about dates is that initially – it's better just to hang out for a shorter amount of time and build the electricity for, you know, a shorter amount of time than a whole long date. Like, I mean, if things start keep going good, then, like, fine. But don't you shouldn't push your luck because I've had situations where the date was going good, like, for about, you know, most of it, and then it's fucked up at the end, you know? And I usually think it's because you spend too much time together all at once at the first time, you know? And so I think that on some uh, I mean, level, yeah, something short, but like I like. Sorry, someone was going a little insane for a second. Um, but like, okay, somebody just, in your building is going insane. No, 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 no. Um, uh, we'll take burlesque again because I just recently went and it's like fresh on my mind. The show is an hour long. You can you eat dinner while you're watching the show, so it's not like it's a four-hour date, you know, two hours for a show and two I hours. See, I see. You know yeah, what I'm okay. saying? It's like an hour, and then you know you hail the girl a cab, and that's the end of it. Now she's like, oh my god, this guy. First of all, you only spend an hour, an hour and a half at the most with that person. Well, that's that's the whole point, and I think you're 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 exactly right, and that's what I'm. That's my whole point is that the shorter the better, you know. Leave her hungry for more. Yeah. A little bit hungry for the more is better. Goes, the same goes for a girl. Like, girls, you got to leave them hungry for more, too. And don't, honestly, like, for real, don't fuck on the first date. Like, just don't. You know, kiss, make out, you know, get some hand action going, but don't have sex because just No, don't. in fact, you should, you should, uh, each guy, you should basically try to make him wait at least uh, two weeks to a month. I wouldn't put, like, a time on it. It's just that the whole idea isn't the same for guys. It's all about mystery. Guys want to leave a, a mystery in the sense that they want the girl wanting more, and, and girls, the same thing. You know, you want the guy wanting more, too. So don't give it all away, you know. 
Yeah, but the guy, on the guy's side, he should always be trying for the fuck. Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah, go for it. I mean, if you don't, then the girl's going to be like, he's not that into me. Like, right. There's a saying um, in uh, the whore manual wisdom that's called, make the hoe say no. Okay, that's and, wrong. I know, but it's just a, it's just an expression, and, it, you know, it's not meant to demean women in any way. The whole point of it is, is just to say, like, it's her job to say no, it's your job to try to kick the ball into the goal, you know, like, and it's her job to defend. So if, you, if you're just like, oh, I'm going to play soccer, but I'm not even going to try for any goals, like, it's going to be a boring-ass game. Okay, she, she's perfectly capable of, of you know, goaltending. So don't yeah. worry about it. But if you try to goaltend for her, that's like playing fucking cards and, like, you know, you know, laying out your, your opponent's cards for them. You know, I mean, it's just, it's not fun. There's got to be some kind of sport involved. And that's why guys who, like, they always, like, well, I always stop short of what the woman wants, you know, and that way she's hungry for more. That's wrong. You you have to go a little farther than what she wants, and she has to leave you hungry for more, you know. I mean, that's just a dynamic. Right. So so the the guy, like, I think should always be trying to spearhead a fuck, and no, no pun intended. But... Uh, and the girl is, is her responsibility ultimately, and that's just the way it's gone. I mean, it, and if women didn't have that, you know, power to do it and the ability to do it, overpopulation would be the result, and it, you know, pretty much is. But let's just say, think about it: if all women were just as eager to fuck at the drop of a hat as all men, you know, we would there would be real problems. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, men are, they'll, they'll, like, they have a greater tendency to have meaningless sex than women. Right. On some, on some you know, on a general. So then women, if women had that same capacity, man, people, it would just be, it's like the gay community. Of, like, the guy, gay community, like, you can't stop them. I mean, they're like, just, they just get into rooms and form trains. You know what I mean? Because... They, it's like they're all totally into fucking, you know, like they're all guys. Which is why quite a few of my gay friends are like, it's kind of a, a disbelief for any gay man to think that he's going to have a monogamous relationship because you're you're with another man, you know, like. Yeah, it's man. like a bunch of you're like living in a world of whores. You're right. living, and I don't, I don't mean whores in the good sense. I should explain what what I mean by whore and why I call these manuals the whore manual. A long time ago, my friend and Dan and I, we decided that whore, when we called each other whore and we said you were whoring it, it, it was a positive thing. So it meant you were squeezing the juice of life. You were, you were whoring everything you could out of what you had. And so when, it, when we find something, you know, very fortuitous, we would say, oh, you're whoring it. And, um, and you're a whore, you know. And Dan, I, you know, dubbed him the ultimate whore because he seemed to always get, you know, in where he needed to, and he was very, he's pretty good at, like, working the system to try to to, to try to get his benefits, you know, and I always thought of being, like, the ultimate whore of many sorts. So, so whore is a positive term. So when you, when you take that as a positive term and then you apply it to a manual, so it's like the manual of how to be that kind of person that we're talking about, the whore. Right. Right. And so it's not, it's not, it, 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 there is a slight relation to the actual 
uh, whore, which is that um, you are now in a position to be a whore if you want to. Like, but that's just sort of a peripheral um, aspect of being a true whore because it's just one of the fringe benefits of being a true whore. But the core of being a true whore in the sense that we're talking about it is somebody who realizes all the possibilities and exploits them, you know, and doesn't just let things um, pass, let opportunity get away from them, you know. And so you could be a whore in many different aspects of your life where you're, you know, like you whore that part, you whore that uh, job, you whore that, and that just means that you really went for it and you didn't just half-assedly go for it, but that you, like, you used all your faculties and you did it, you know. And so it's like any goal, anything, it's a whore ultimately, you know, when you're like, damn, man, look at that dude, he's whoring it. And you basically know what you mean by that. Like, there's really not a, you're saying like he's there, he's doing everything right, and he's, he got what he needed to get, you know. And you can think of people who are whoring it, and whoring it is the opposite of hating it. Right, I know that. Right, and loving it is like in the middle. And there's a lot of people loving it, but they're not whoring it. And similarly, there's a lot of people hating it, you know, and uh, they're definitely not whoring it. <laughs> but anyway, so so let's just, like, so the whore, you know, that whole thing about being a whore is uh, some people that can't get their mind around it sometimes. And that's why, you know, I you know, abandoned the site, whoremanual.com, because it was just kind of, it just pissed people off. But uh, let's move on. And because uh, I'm sure we're going to run out here, but I guess that the voices will tell us. Um, we're almost done because we're only going to go an hour. When you see a girl you think is hot, catch her eye, stick out your tongue at her. Make fun of the way she walks. What? Dude, that's like the lamest thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see what you're saying with that. But at the same time, like, it, it's kind of silly, and sometimes girls are like, if you if you stick your tongue at a girl, um, and I don't mean you should do both of those things at the same time. I'm like either or type of thing, you know. Either I'm 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 giving you two examples of things that are silly enough that might evoke a positive response. But uh, is that all that, that's written there? Yeah, that's the sentence. Yeah. So my point is, is like. The more playful, the more... See, women um, are geniuses with the attention span and the sense of humor of eight-year-olds. So they're very intelligent. They know a con. They know a pickup. They know all that shit. But they're also like... They're children inside them. They really want to have fun. They're They're not interested in all this serious shit. They don't want some dude, like, telling them all about how politics is all fucked up and the world is ending. They, they want a positive, kind of fun person that's, like, not not caught up in fucking bullshit all the time that he can't have a fucking good time and stick his tongue out and make fun of their walk and stuff like that. Right. So so those are, those are the signals that this person is, like, a fun person to be around, you know, and so they're not not uptight, like they can do this now and then. You know, there's people that can't do, they're incapable of doing that. You know, of, of, of you know, making fun of a girl or, or 
sticking their tongue out at her or whatever, you know, because they're so they're so serious. They're like, how can I joke when uh, there's the there's genocide going on in Darfur, you know? People are very serious, you know, but like girls don't like serious guys like that, you know. I mean, sometimes, you know, girls can get off on like a single conversation about a serious subject and maybe fuck the guy that night, you know. But if that guy's still like talking about the shit in the morning, like she's gonna roll her eyes, right? <laughs> like she's I mean, gonna be like, like oh, "You're you still talking about that shit." <laughs> You're like, "Whatever, dude. Apartheid is over. Okay, fuck you." Right. Well, here's the thing is that you don't want a guy who's just all fun and games because then it's just like... Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. That's another... That's the other extreme. Yeah, you don't want to go all... But the point of it is is that you need to have that, a little of that inside your, your well, repertoire. you have to have a little bit of like... Yeah, more than a little bit. A significant amount of like humor because, you know... I'm sure most girls have heard that at the end of the day, it's the guy that makes you laugh, you know, so. Yeah, they don't even, I mean, they know it deep down that it's like, you don't want to be with some uptight dude, even though he might be really smart and really good looking, but if he, he's some dude who just can't relax, you know, it's going to, you're going to get old fast with that dude. Yeah, man, yeah, he's going to end up cheating on you. Yeah, so, so, okay, so, let, so let's move on. Um, okay. If you get a compliment from a girl, look away, pause, and say, she wants me, so that she can hear it. Yeah, that's where, like, you kind of, if a girl's like, you know, you, it's like, you're really good, or, you know, gives you some kind of compliment, like, good job on that thing, or whatever, and you just, you kind of, like, hopefully there's somebody else in the picture. It doesn't doesn't even matter if it's a stranger. But you look directly at the stranger, and you're like, she wants me. And it's really, the girl gets a big kick out of it. Uh, and it's a good, it's a great comeback to a compliment. I, but, I mean, I, I never used it. But, I mean, I've heard, I've heard. Have you tried that? Like... I've never done it, but I've seen guys do it, and it, it works very well. And the girl's like, no, I don't. Anyway, so. <laughs> You're ugly, you know. Um, let's see. The next one is, if she gives you some shit about something, say, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, too. Like, if she's like, you know, you're like, you're always joking, and it's, like, kind of annoying sometimes. And then you're like, I'm glad, I'm glad you like that. <laughs> and, I don't know, it's, it's like, the whole point is, like, you... You're, you don't want to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll change, you know, just like, because then you come off like some dork, you know, so. I don't expect anyone to say that. No, but you're going to you're gonna say something like, really? Well, uh, what do you mean? Like, you don't, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be all, like, introspective and ask them, oh, please explain. Just tell them to shut up, you know what I'm saying? Like, like when, for example, I don't know if you've like if a girl's like uh, you're you're in your car and they're playing you're playing your music and she's like you know can you turn that down a little bit like what should you do? You should turn it down. No, you should turn it up. No, you dude, that's just like trying just for, an argument. Just no. for a second. Just that's, for a second. Oh, for like a fast second, like turn it up really quickly and then really quickly turn it back because if you don't, like you're you're bound to to get some tude. 
That's right. Dude, if, I understand if you do it like you do it way too long, but if you do it for like a minute, no, even if it's, oh, a minute, funny, it's still funny. Ten seconds. Fine, maybe ten, maybe. But I think stretching it out like thirty seconds would be funnier. But anyway, fine. Oh, it wouldn't be funnier. It, it's 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 a it's a delicate thing because you cross over an asshole very quickly, so yeah. you have to judge it. You have to judge with the girl how it's gonna be because she might think actually some girls might actually think it's funny if you just like ignore her for like two hours and uh, you know, with the music really loud. I don't think any girl is gonna think that's funny, and if she does, she's got issues. Right. Well, there might be that random awesome girl that would find that funny. But uh oh, random awesome girl. That girl will turn out to be a certified psycho. Yeah, I know, you're right. Okay, forget it. So so but anyway, move on, but keep going, because that was short. The trick is to break the brat barrier these hotties keep up to repel the inexperienced losers out there. You do this by taking risks and negate neg hitting her. Uh, neg hit, neg hit. Okay, whatever. Um, this one. You know what? A, a, a neg hit is basically when you're just like, like I don't know. You just say you just say stuff to her like, you look smarter. Or, <laughs> you just to, you just like diss her a little bit. That's all. You know, like say I can't even think of like a neg hit that would be, uh, like you can't dance. It's something like that, you know. It's just something. It, it like they know you're joking, you know, but you're still like giving them a kind of negative criticism. You know what I'm saying? So a neg hit would be like you're a loser. You know, like right. obviously I'm not calling you a loser, but it's a neg hit, and so it's good to use those because they're very, um, they're very. Uh, uh, they they break they break the tension, you know what I'm saying? So so anyway, keep going. What what does it say? Uh, you uh, this works because most guys respond to the brat barrier by kissing ass. So when you do something bold or a little over the top, never apologize or say just kidding in order to get approval. Your apology or admission will negate the effect of your bold move. If you apologize, it won't sink into her that you really don't give a fuck, and consequently her brat barrier will remain intact. Right. So every woman has, like, a brat barrier, which is basically, like, you know, most women are have been spoiled by their fathers and their mothers. They're just they're a little bit of a brat. And, like, they like to be a little bit, like, um, nasty sometimes to things. And and if you if you just sit there and be like, uh, oh, I'm really sorry, and you kind of collapse in the face of that brat barrier, um, then you you know th- that brat barrier never goes away. But the the way to pierce it and to make it like disappear is to n- ignore it and to not acknowledge it that it even is there that you even see it. And then what she does is she just stops asserting it because it's kind of like you're not even noticing it. So what's the point, you know? Right. So it's a very it's a very um, high level maneuver to get underneath the girl's brat barrier. Just know that it's there. And the whole I mean, I'll, you know, this is the same thing I said before. 
is you have to make sure that you're not taking this kind of thing personally because this is just the makeup of a woman. They have a brat barrier and they're going to assert it. And, and, and you know, you can get pissed and be like, you brat, but then you're going to get pissed at every fucking girl because they all have it. So, anyway, so that's that's that. But So let's move on, please. That's a little bit. We have about um, about 15 minutes left. Hot women do things like act bitchy to test you. If you fail the test, you fail the test if you take them seriously. You should be considering all such behavior as cute than merely than mere delaying of the inevitable. Yes. What? It's very cute that this girl is acting like a brat. It's very cute that she's rejecting me. It's very cute because it's all delaying the inevitable. Ah. It's just that attitude. You have to everything has to be spun into that attitude, like, ah yes. You can dally all you want, my dear, but one thing is for sure. I'll be plowing your field tomorrow. You know, oh, or whatever. God. You're like ridiculous. <laughs> My sweet, I would be plowing you tomorrow into into tomorrow with time traveling ripples of ass and flesh. But uh that, whatever. That out loud. Don't say that out loud. But that's what you should be nope, thinking. I... <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Um um, go find a woman to piss off. What? Go find a woman to piss off where you'll never be loved by anyone but your mother. Yeah, that's, oh my God. This is this is one of the most profound principles in the whore manual, okay? Go find a girl to piss off or you'll be loved by no one but your mother. Guess what, dude? Women... Don't love guys that don't first piss them off. Secret, little secret there. You have to... So every girl is going to basically need to be pissed off by you initially for you for her to even give two shits about talking to you. Because what's weird about women is that they don't like to be pissed off. So when they do get pissed off, they start to examine that thing that they're getting pissed off about. And then if they that guy if that thing is a little bit of attractive, then they start to get a little attracted to it. And that's the secret of a woman's attraction. First, she has to actually dislike you before she can even like you. Which is like unbelievable. Like people are like, Well, how can that be? Doesn't it isn't there such thing as love at first sight? It's like, no, there's not. There's hate at first sight, and then that sometimes turns into love. But it always has to begin with a, a, a modicum of hate. A modicum, not of hate, but like of, of just anger, annoyance, or, you know, judging to be some, you know, negative. Like, at, you know, most girls who are falling, have fallen pretty deeply in love with the guy they're with, be like, you know, when I first met him, I, I didn't like him. Yeah. Haven't you heard that? Oh yeah, and it—that's it, just the way it is. It's like I've—I've it, I've never, I've never encountered it in any other way. When I see people that are like uh, pretty well in love, they didn't like each other that much. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's interesting. And uh, 
same with it, it, there's to some extent it's also true about friends. Like certain friends that like oh when we first met each other like we hated each other. Why? Now we're like, your friends? Did you hate all your friends when you first met them? No, but I mean like Kip. I like I hated Kip and Kip hated me. Like why? What did you do? For no what? Did you fuck his girlfriend? No, no. No, I mean, nothing like that. It was just, uh, we just, like, he didn't like me. He thought I was, like, a, um, like, um, a shit-talking, like, kind of, like, swaggering jackass playboy in college. And I thought he was, like, an uptight fucking dweeb, you know? So (laughs) we, we, like, you know, um, but anyway, so the whole point is that now we're, really good friends and so um it just shows you that um all all good friendships or or even you know good love ships or whatever they call them are uh due to uh initial dislike so go find a girl piss her off just a little bit you know don't piss her off too much because then there's no return but yes go go find a girl to piss off or you'll be loved by no one but your mother. Because the reason why your mother loves you is because you pissed her off a lot. <laughs> your mother must be, like, totally smitten by you because I'm sure you piss her off more often than not. Dude, if you want your if you want your mom to love you more than ever throughout your life, then make sure you piss her off plenty of times because... She'll have to build that love within her just to get over each time. Your mom is like listens to this at some point. I feel like I'm gonna call her now and tell her. Okay, well, whatever you want to do, that's fine. But you know that that's that's the deal. So. I think I am. So we we we're, we have I think we have about five minutes here. So why don't we um, get quickly to the next principle? Um, I know you're yawning, but we're we're, all, we're gonna we're not gonna go over an hour. I'm not I'm not tired. I was just getting oxygen to my brain. Um, every woman is your mother. Some are good mothers to you, and some are very bad. That's it. Oh yes. Well, that's yeah, there's a, there's an element of truth to that. I mean, there's a certain kind of mimicking of your relationship with your mother with your girlfriend. And, like, each girl will take on the characteristics of your mother to a certain extent in the sense that, like, when you're sick, they'll take care of you like your mother would when, or they won't. Or when things are really, you're really upset, they'll care and they'll want to, they'll want to help you. And, you know, just like your mother would, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, a, there's an aspect that is similar to, to both girlfriends and mothers. So that aspect you know, either they'll be very good and be just like your mom or, you know, or maybe just like your shitty mom. Uh, but the point is is that they'll, they'll be good or bad mothers to you. And uh, that's, I don't know why I put that in there, but it's just something. No, no, it's definitely got a point because in the, in the reverse, like, you can, for a girl, a girl can tell, lot about a guy by the way that he treats his mother you know what I'm saying so it's like if it's true then for the guy that a girl is like your mother 
then it's very much so true that then a girl can then understand, like, tell how a guy will treat her by the way he treats his mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And and that that holds true. I dated a guy who was, I mean, like, I don't know, that household was, like, the most dysfunctional household I have ever seen. I mean, my household is not, like, you know, all glam, but, you know, we've got order to some extent. But, like, I'm talking about mother and son, like, cursing at each other, you know? Like, oh, it's like telling each other to shut the fuck up and... It, it was just, like, insane. And, lo and behold, he was an asshole of a guy. Like, I mean, a, a, not a good guy to, to date. And so it was just, um, it's true. I mean, I'm going off of one, one experience, but I mean then I have dated guys who are extremely loving towards their mom, and they've been fabulous men. So, at least me, you know? So, I, I mean... Wait, and a, that, that proves the rule as well. You're saying they've been good to their mothers and they've been fabulous to you. Right. But have you have you ever had somebody who was bad to their mother and good to you? No. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, in fact, your mother also is somebody that you should, like, treat as you would treat uh, somebody who you are really um, want to, with the utmost respect, you know, as, as much as you possibly can. And I'm, I'm talking about guys to their mothers. Now, I understand some people's mothers are very difficult and, and, and you know, you, you get into fights with them. But, like, you just try to keep it at the minimum because, like, the, the conflict that you have with your mother will invade your, your dealings with women. And so you need to have that relationship under control and a good, it has to be in a good state of things somehow. Now, if your mom is a schizo, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That, that's a different story. But if your mom is any way normal, then you ha- if you don't have a good relationship with her, uh, then you, it's going to fuck up your relationship with any girl. You're going you're gonna to have difficult for sure. So, and it's the same thing with women and their father. So it's very difficult to be with, like, women who's having real issues with their father, um, because they're going to have issues with you, uh, and, and sometimes it'll be, they'll be right, sometimes they'll be wrong, and you know, they, it gets all jobbled up, and and uh, it's unfortunate because uh, they're just kind of victims. But it, it, there's no question that uh, it, it goes the same for women. So, so that's just an aside. But uh, okay, so we only have about um, 90 seconds left. So I'm just going to, we're going to stop right there. But uh, I wanted to thank uh, Vanessa Lobo, who, you know, I had basically um, promised her some kind of uh, dinner or something at a, some Mexican place uh, for, for you know, her doing this. But uh, I guess she was going to get some pico, pico de gallo or something. Like no, yeah. dinner at this French place. French? French, I really want skate so badly, and there's, there's only one place in Brooklyn that I know that has it. Is it what's it called? What what that I want is called, or what the place is called? Okay, you want to go to a French place? Yeah, and, and I want and to get skate, to get skate skate skate. It's a type of fish. Okay, and and. and What's what's so special about this uh, skate? Oh my god, it's so 
it's just so good. It melts in your mouth. Like, like honestly, I've I've had it so many times at this one place, and I've had it once at um at a different place in in Manhattan. But I just feel like skate in itself, the type of fish that it is, it's a very like it's a very delicate fish, and it's. it's yeah. Let me just uh, sign off here. Uh, we're going to get off the air, but, I mean, let's. we're going to keep talking. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Anyway, um, I, no, what I was saying about the skate was that uh, you are uh, – I know a great place. It's called um, Le Lobsterish, but it's what? in English. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck you, okay? What are you talking about? Like, like... It's called Le Lobsterish. And it's, uh, it's it's a French place. Um, well, it's not French. It actually has an American name, but the French call it Langoste Rouge. That makes you know, me up. Have you heard of that place? No. It's a French place, and they serve that uh, what you're talking about. I mean, um, I believe in uh, the language of the... Uh, of the of your country, it is called the Red Lobster. And, oh, oh, that's cold. That's <laughs> so yeah. I heard they have they have like all you can eat. Um, I want to know damn Red Lobster. That's like going to Olive Garden. I mean, no. That's like sorry. That's so lame. Are you, I'm I'm sorry. Olive Garden's a little pricey for me. Um, you know, I I I go to Red Lobster. I go to Popeyes. I go to um. You know, KFC. KF, KF, definitely KFC and uh, Burger King. Burger King's real good. You know, sometimes I'll go to McDonald's when I'm feeling like, you know, I'm on a, some crap, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so, like, the the most expensive restaurant I'll go to is uh, Bennigan's. So, because um, nothing's too good for my sweetheart. Oh, you're so sweet, such a doll. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, you know what? Um, we're 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 over the time now. But if if you have any kind of stamina, I would like to have a, a couple more principles down so that. I don't have stamina. I've got to study. Okay. Then forget it. You know. See, this is how it, how it goes. But what you can do is while you you you'll just read the next thing. And then you can sign off. And then I'll uh, just... Um, okay. So just read it, and then and then you can hang up. Okay, well, hold on. Uh, I really appreciate this, because it helps to have a woman's perspective of these, these rules. And, you know, I think Obviously that... Obviously, you didn't have one when you were writing these. That's apparent. But uh, here's the next rule. The most important rule, the three-second rule, talk to her within three seconds of seeing her. Any more time will only lead to hesitating, hesitating, oh, (laughs) any more time will only lead to hesitating and nervousness. This is a rule that most whores know about. Not sure who came up with it. Okay, so thank you, Vanessa Lobo, and good luck on your studies. I hear you're you're going to become that burlesque dancer you've always wanted to become, and I wish you nothing but success and joy. Thank you. And um, you can take off your strap-on and 
know that you did a great job today. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Vanessa. So I'm just going to I'm gonna comment on that last principle, and then I'll sign oh, off, too. Oh, are you commenting on it? I thought we were leaving that on for next week. No, I, I will comment on it. Um, you can, I'll have you, you can just, uh, oh, I've got nothing to say about it, so I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, go on your merry way, and I'll, I'll be, I'll continue and wrap it up, so thank you very much. Bye. Okay, bye. Anyway, so, um, let, let's just talk briefly about the three seconds rule, because I think that I wasn't too clear about it in the last podcast, and I, I even talked about how on the subway platform, maybe you would want to wait until the train came. And so that kind of contradicted the whole thing. I think the three-second three rule is an absolute rule. And it's just a simple matter that you have to be prepared. You have to, you're prepared to approach women that you are interested in. And so you're going to see some a woman, you're going to catch your eye now, what, the three seconds starts to run from the moment she notices you looking at her. And the whole buying signal is going to be that moment. So three seconds after the buying signal, is a, a, a word should be spoken, a word or two. It, you will be much more at ease than if you were to wait any time faster than three seconds because over time you start to think of things that you would say and then you start to shoot them down and then you start to think of some other things and you shoot them down and pretty soon you've tied yourself into all these mental knots and you're not able to even do, say anything to this person and then so anything you do say is going to come out after like a half hour of like furtive glances and her noticing you staring at her like over and over again she's she's going to be much less or much more resistant to anything that you come up with, even if you came up with the most brilliant line possible, uh, she is going to be um, quite on guard and start to really look at you as a psycho. Um, the three seconds is it's just you're in that, you're, you have to be in that mode, okay? So you have to tell yourself, okay, if I see the girl, I'm going to talk to her. Like, I'm not just going to sit there and marvel at her butt or, or look at her, you know, and be like, oh, my God, what am I going to say? I'm just going to go and say something. And I'm not going to put any kind of, like, singular importance in it. I'm just going to go and because that's what I do. That's my, that's who I am. That's what a man is. A man goes after hot girls. Like, it's, it's somewhere along the line, like, guys just decided that that's not what they, that's not what they're here to do. And, you know, I, if you're in a relationship, fine. But, you know, we're talking about guys who don't have girlfriends, who want girlfriends, and yet, you know, they're going on these dating sites and they're doing a, There's girls all around you. There's girls in the supermarket. There's girls in the mall. There's girls on the parking lot. So get to it. And you should be doing at least an approach a week. But, you know, it's, I'm telling you, if you do it much more often, you'd be much more successful. What I want you to do, though, is um, call this number um, when I... Um, Hold on one second. I want to get this number. Call 206-208-8946 and leave me a message about anything that's related to your trying to pick up girls in this spring season. Remember, this is like the season to do it, too. Women are in the mating season now. So from now until, you know, June, 
it, it's the perfect time. And then there's there's also the summer heat type thing going on, so it's not all lost. But like you want to start getting something going before the fall comes. So, but ideally the spring is the best. So I want to hear about stories. I want to hear about what you've if you've tried stuff for the manual and how it's worked. And also I want to um, just hear from you in general, like what you know what what's been going on. Like has, how long has it been since you um, were dating some girl? You know, like I I personally went for like three or four or five years without getting laid because I mean I like totally forgot. You know, sometimes when you have a a long-term girlfriend, you forget all the macking tools you had that you built up, and and you, you, your muscles, your pickup girl muscles, are totally atrophied. And all of a sudden, you're out of school, and all you have is to work with is strangers. And you know it was so easy in school because the, the, the girls were all there and they all knew you and like they all kind of trusted everybody. But now like there's that wall of mistrust that has that comes with you and her being absolute strangers, and, and you don't even know who she is. You don't even know if she's from a good place. And most of the time, these girls, they look okay. You know, you look at them on the street, but they're fucked up, and they got tons of problems. And I don't even have to tell you stories about the girls that I came into contact with, very hot, ended up being head cases. So there's a whole, you know, you want to be able to get in and get out of these things in, initially, and just to size women up pretty quickly and you can do that but you first you have to break the ice first you have to get through the um the brat barrier and you have to deal with getting these very casual rejections that come your way if you're approaching uh so once again the, the number to call to leave me a message there's another there's another uh number associated with this uh podcast uh, and if you go to the page, that's blogtalkradio.com slash um, uh, no money involved, you'll see uh, that phone number. Also, you can go to nomoneyinvolved.com, and there are other um, podcasts there because that's a, basically a podcast network, and I hope you subscribe to other ones too uh, that my colleague uh, Logan does and um, – uh, some other uh, friends of ours. Um, but, you know, this is the only one that's really going to get you late. Let's just face it, okay? Although some of the alien ones might, because girls like to talk about aliens. But that's that's neither here nor, nor there. So just call and leave a message, and, uh, and I'll play your message on the air, and I'll respond to it. Um, also, uh, normally the show will be live, and I'll be on the switchboard. I'm sorry if you called. At, uh, for this show and you weren't able to get on, it's because I did not have access to the switchboard. I was only able to log on to it and um, and and there was no other way that I uh, could, could do it. Um, so, uh, with that, I uh, will uh, say goodbye and um, I hope you can join us next week. Um, I believe it will be around this time, 2 o'clock on a Saturday. And we will talk more, go through more of Manual 13. Not not quite done yet. And then um, I believe we'll then just jump to Manual 1 and work our way up again. So thank you very much for uh, joining me. And um, have a good time out there. There's a lot of hot girls. <laughs>